Today is Friday, May the 27th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I will give you guys my final grades for the Gamecocks 2022 baseball season. We'll take a look at pitching, hitting, fielding, coaching, and I'll give my overall grade for the year that was as well. Also, guys, news and notes to get into, including the first three kickoff times for South Carolina football's 2022 season being announced. Guys, I will let you know just when the Gamecocks will be playing and my overall thoughts on those kickoff times as they have been announced. Guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store. Guys, TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Be sure to check us out for all your favorite collections, including Beamer Ball, Shane Storm, Clem Sucks, Yard Cox Baseball, Beamer Rattler 22, and much, much more, guys. Everything you need, we have got it. Everything from T-shirts, tank tops, long sleeves, pullovers, hoodies, koozies, flag stickers, you name it, we got it. Everything you need to satisfy your Gamecocks merchandise needs. So again, guys, that's TSUS.store, TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boys and girls, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always, and we have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. I know what you're thinking, Chris. I thought we were done with the baseball content. We don't want to look back on the season that was. We want to look ahead to football. I promise, guys, it's almost over, but that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to spend some time talking about the Yardcocks, the 2022 baseball season, as I lock in my final grades 
for this season. Again, guys, I hope you're having a fantastic start to your weekend, and I hope this show does find you, no matter where you are, what you're doing. Also, it's a start to the Memorial Day weekend, so whatever plans you may be having, be sure to stay safe. Enjoy yourselves. I think yours truly might be going to the beach, actually, tomorrow with the family, so really looking forward to that. I am a huge fan. Huge beach guy, if you guys did not know. Love any body of water, whether it be the beach, the pool, the lake. Doesn't matter what it is. Really love the summer. Love getting out and about uh, in nature and especially the beach, like I said. So, again, really excited for that. And, again, I hope you guys have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Hope you enjoy the time off and be sure to stay safe uh, as well. Guys, a couple quick updates before we dive into everything. First things first. On the SECU, the SEC unfiltered side of things, um, I have officially set a schedule for that podcast. Obviously, the SEC tournament, the baseball tournament, has been going on all week long. Yours truly has been covering that here and there. I won't say I've been covering it as extensively as I would have liked, but again, we are we are still early in the infancy stages in regards to how we want to produce content for SECU. Really excited To announce, though, that moving forward, starting next week, the podcast for SEC Unfiltered, again, covering the entire SEC, is going to drop every single Tuesday and Thursday. So Tuesday and Thursday is when that SECU podcast will drop. So, guys, I mean, it is truly content bleeding out the eyeballs. You got TSUS Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You got SECU on Tuesday, Thursday. All the content you could possibly want, you are going to get it from yours truly. And again, guys, I'm really excited to operate on that schedule. I'll be totally honest with you and transparent. You know, when we scaled back from five shows per week to three shows per week, you know, obviously the lead reason I did it was because I really just felt like it was smart to condense down to three shows. I felt like five podcasts was, you know, just a little bit of overkill. And I think it's been a really, really good change, a positive change for us to condense some of the content and have time to do other things. But one of the other reasons I did that was because I had this idea in mind and knew, hey, I'm going to need some time to produce another podcast. So excited to announce again, SECU, that podcast, the schedule Tuesday, Thursday is when that one will drop. So again, if you want to hear from yours truly every single day throughout the week, you can do so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, TSUS, Tuesday, Thursday, SECU. And again, guys, Thank you all so much. You know, the first week officially in the books for SEC Unfiltered, and the support has been phenomenal. So thank you all so much. Truly do appreciate it. If you want to check us out, at SEC Unfiltered on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. That is where you can find the podcast as well. Also, guys, just stay tuned for content updates. I can't say for certain what next week is going to look like with Monday being Memorial Day. I know we will drop a podcast on Monday. Um, I'm expecting to drop the podcast as normal next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I'm thinking, I know I told you guys a lot about June and, you know, we were going to take some time off, take a couple of weeks off. I don't think the podcast for the most part is going to go anywhere. It might be the Daily Crow that is affected. It might be the daily crow. There's a little bit of a shift, if you will, uh, just because things guys in June are going to slow down so much. Gamecocks baseball is done. We are truly entering. I hate to use the word off season um, because I feel like there really is no off season when it comes to Gamecocks and certainly for us and producing content, but we are really reaching June will be the most peak off season month that we have. And then of course in July, 
the week of July 4th. Uh, we will begin to, I will drop my game-by-game predictions, and from there, we'll really hit the gas pedal in regards to previewing the 2022 football season. But just stay tuned in regards to the content updates. Again, guys, I appreciate you all rocking and rolling with the punches, as you always do, and continue to tune in and support the content, no matter what. I really do appreciate each and every single one of you. But with that being said, guys, let's dive into it again. We're not quite done talking baseball yet. I want to look back on the season that was, you might recall, we did this at the halfway point of the SEC baseball season. I thought, why not look back yet again and lock in some final grades for the Yardcocks 2022 season. So we're going to talk pitching, hitting, fielding, coaching, and the overall grade. Let's start on the mound. A 5.41 overall ERA. 6.18 SEC ERA. And you might recall, I gave this group a D overall grade at the halfway point of conference play. And this group ranked 10th in the SEC, by the way, when it comes to overall ERA. And I've softened up my stance a little bit just because you do, to some degree, on the pitching side, purely the pitching side, you have to factor in the injuries. You have to factor in the loss of Julian Bosnick and James Hicks, right? Any other rotation in this conference, any other rotation, if they lost two of their three weekend guys, would have suffered to at least the degree, if not worse, than the Gamecocks did. However, however, that does not mean there's an excuse for only having four pitchers basically four on your entire staff that you could really trust with the baseball. Noah Hall, Will Sanders, Kate Austin, and then Matthew Becker, and even Austin and Becker were shaky a lot of the year. The biggest disappointment, one of the biggest disappointments, I mean, certainly I think we'd look at the hitting, which we're going to talk about in just a second, but I think certainly one of the biggest disappointments, disappointments guys of the year was the performances by guys like John Gilreath, Cam Tringali, Parker Coyne. I know Wesley Sweat was throwing well early in the season but got hurt. But I talked a lot about those guys in the preseason. And the fact that you were going to need your veteran guys, guys who it was their fourth, some even their fifth year on campus, to step up and be contributors for you. And that just simply never happened. Again, John Gilry, to his credit, had some nice outings here and there. But you just, for whatever reason, Justin Parker was not able to develop those arms. You saw a guy like Aiden Hunter who started out nice for you as a true freshman. He fell off. And again, you're going to go through freshman growing pains, but he fell off immensely. And again, guys, I know you had the injuries. I totally understand it, but the numbers are what they are. And again, there's just still no excuse. I mean, thank goodness. Thank goodness Noah Hall turned into what he was and Will Sanders pitched much better towards the end of the season. But for the most part, you know, the bullpen is a huge part of this grade. I don't think your starting pitching was, you know, all that terrible when you factor in how Hall and Sanders did. And then Eli Jones in the midweek, he actually, once he came back from injury, he proved to be a really nice option for you. But I'm going to give the overall grade a C minus. You know, again, I softened up my stance a little bit just because I sat there and said, you know what? You do, to a degree, have to factor in the injuries. But that still, guys, just does not that, – that, to me, that does not give you a pass for being as bad as you were in the bump. And not just that, but having the few limited guys that you had. How are you not able to get more out of veterans? How are you not able to get more out of those veteran arms? It just simply did not make sense to me all year long. So, again, for that reason, I am giving the Gamecocks pitchers a C-minus 
overall great. Let's move into the hitting. And this is where things get very interesting and very dicey because the Gamecocks hit 263 overall this year, 245 in SEC play. And yes, folks, that was the worst in the conference. And there's no sugarcoat in this one. I'm giving this one an F. And you know what? You can say, well, Chris, there was a bright spot here and a bright spot there. And look what a guy like Brant Belt did. And look what a guy like Josiah Seitler did. And I am not taking anything away from those guys. They had fantastic years. And hey, guess what? On Monday's show, I forgot to mention this. We are going to do our postseason awards show. And I can all but guarantee you that those guys will be recognized for what they did in this season. But this is an award, or excuse me, this is a grade that is focused on the entire body of work. Not one individual, not two individuals, the entire lineup, one through nine. And flat out, you were the worst hitting team in the league. You were inconsistent. You didn't have the pop you had a year ago. You left guys in scoring position constantly. You were never able, it felt like, to manufacture the beginning. There weren't many things at all that you did very well, right? There were not many things that you did very well, flat out. And here's the thing with the hitting. You don't have the excuse that you have with the pitching side. That is what's so befuddling. That is what drives me bonkers is you added guys like Brant Belk and Kevin Madden. You brought back guys like Andrew Eister and Braylon Wimmer and Colin Burgess. You brought these guys back, Josiah Seitler. You brought these guys back. You added quality freshmen in Michael Braswell and Hornung and Lee Croy and, and some others. You know what? And you can say, well, you know, and, and what Mark Kingston will say is, you know, well, we were just forced to play a lot of freshmen. And this, well, you know what, Mark? If you weren't such a slap dick and guys didn't want to play for you, you could have had Brennan Malone, who was first team Pac-12. You could have had Jeff Heinrich, who hit 290 at Kansas State. You could have had Noah Myers, who hit 300 at USC Upstate. You could have had David Mendham, who hit 280 at Oklahoma State. You didn't have to be in that position to be playing all those freshmen. But because of your coaching style and the way you believe in things and how you treat players and what you do, you were forced to play some young guys who probably weren't ready, who were drinking water out of a fire hose. And again, with all that being said, you finished dead freaking last in the SEC. It's an F grade. There's no discussion needed. It's a failing grade. It's simply not good enough. And it is the problem. It is the problem. When you look at the Mark Kingston era, it's the problem. It's the problem that's got to be fixed. Bottom line, point blank in the discussion. Let's move into fielding. The Gamecocks fielded 977 this year, which was 11th in the SEC. And I was a little surprised at that number because I didn't feel like our fielding lost us a ton of games. I mean, were we perfect? Far from it. Um, you know, you had a freshman shortstop. Braylon Wimmer was good for an error or two every now and then just because he was always trying to make the circus play. You know, outside of that, you know, I think Kevin Madden here and there wasn't, wasn't, I mean, I thought he was solid in the field. Um, outside of that, though, you know, I didn't have a lot of problems with the fielding. I'm going to give him a C just because you finish 11th in the SEC in fielding. I mean, you're at the bottom of the conference. I won't be too harsh on them, too critical, though, because, again, I don't recall a lot of games where fielding actually lost you a game. Although, although I say that and your season ends on a dropped ball at the plate, 
against Florida. So it's funny that I say that, and fielding actually did cost you the final game of the season. But either way, I'm going to lock in a C grade for the fielding, 11th in the SEC, 977. I don't have a ton of negative things to say about it. There were some great plays, by the way. Let's be sure to highlight there were some great plays made in the outfield this year. Evan Stone being the dude out there. I mean, some absolute circus catches. Sports Center top 10. He was featured a couple of times. Cannot wait to watch that guy roam the outfield the next couple of years in Garnet and Black. But, uh, you know, I- I'll give a C. Uh, again, nothing too flashy, nothing too special near the bottom of the conference. I'll give a C grade for the fielding. Let's move into coaching. And I know a lot of you are saying, oh, F, F, for sure. And it's going to be a low grade, guys, no doubt. Um, you know, I- I'm on the fire Mark Kingston train. There's no question. And he might come back. I don't know yet. We don't know. It's something where I think we're going to have to wait it out over the next couple of weeks. And I'll be honest with you all, and you're going to hate to hear this, but gun to head, I think Mark Kingston probably returns as your head baseball coach. And don't ask me why. I think there's a lot of moving pieces when it comes to board of trustees and and Ray Tanner and buyout and this, that, whatever. I wouldn't be shocked if Mark Kingston's retained as your head baseball coach. With that being said, looking back at this season, the thing that stands out the most to me, guys, Because, again, you factor in the injuries. I just more so look at the hitting. That's what stands out to me. That is the glaring issue. And what really stands out, though, it's it's not even, it's not even what we did to a full extent. It is looking at the guys that left and how much better off they are. All those guys I mentioned. And so it just goes to show you, it's got to be coaching. It is undoubtedly coaching. Also, I look at this 2022 season. How is South Carolina able to get themselves up for a series against Texas, Vanderbilt, play as well as they did in that SEC tournament game against Florida, win some big series? But then what irks me arguably the most, guys, about this season, I talked about this earlier in the week, what irks me the most It isn't the series losses in SEC play. It's not even going 13 and 17, because guess what? You did have injuries. If you would have told me before the season, hey, you're going to lose two of your three guys in the weekend rotation, and you're going to go 13 and 17 in conference play, I would have said, you know what? That makes sense. That's not all that crazy to say. And I won't even say that I would have been 100% on the fire Kingston train. Because, again, you lose two or three in your starting rotation, that's a lot to overcome. I will give you the credit. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. But to see how this team performed in weekend games, to see how this team showed up in weekend series versus the way they played against Xavier, USC Upstate, the Citadel, Presbyterian, Charlotte, I mean, that's that falls on coaching, man. That falls on coaching. Because I tell you what, guys, you can talk pitching, you can talk injuries, you can make every excuse in the book. The University of South Carolina should have enough to be able to go out there and beat PC and the Citadel and USC Upstate. And that is with all due respect. That's with all due respect to those ball clubs that I just mentioned. Okay? That's with all due respect to them. But at the University of South Carolina, you should have enough. You should have enough. And I, tri- I, I, I attribute a lot of that to coaching. Not getting up for those games. Not playing for that name on the front. How else can you explain it? How can this team be good enough 
to win some of the games and some of the series that it did and then lose some of the midweeks in the fashion in which they did. With that being said, I'm giving the coaching a D. I know a lot of you would give it an F. I know a lot of you would give it an F, and that's fair. I'm not even saying it's not. I'm not even saying it's not. You know, I, I will give credit to Justin Parker and maybe some of it, a little bit of it, to Mark Kingston. I mean, there were moves this year he made that were good moves. Let's give credit where credit's due. He made some good moves. Putting Noah Hall in the starting rotation, right? That was a good move. That was a good move. Putting some of those freshmen in there and playing them and plugging them. Not terrible moves there, but for the most part, especially on the hitting side, and Mark Kingston is your quote-unquote hitting guru, right? Last in the SEC. Give the coaching a D. Which brings me, guys, to my final overall grade for this 2022 baseball season. And I think at the halfway point of SEC play, I had given the season, I believe, like a D or something like that. I think so. Let's see. D plus. D plus is what I had given the, the overall grade for South Carolina baseball. The final record looks like this, 27 and 28 overall, 13 and 17 in SEC play. Folks, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. First losing record for South Carolina baseball since 19. 19- 96. Let me say that again. First losing record for South Carolina baseball since 1996. To take it a step further, and I posted this on social media, but to take it a step further, South Carolina baseball has gone under 500 just four times since 1964. 1969, 1970, 1996, and 2022. Guys, you finish below 500 at Carolina, you can say injuries. You can make every excuse you want. It's an F. It's an F. It's a failing grade. Bottom line, point blank, you know, Mark Kingston can can go in a press conference after you lose in the SEC tournament and say, you know, some years everything goes right and some years everything just goes wrong. Mark, listen, I know you're a South Florida guy, an Illinois State guy. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We've had off years, right? We've had years where we faced adversity, and we've had years where things go against us, right? Mark, we don't have years like this. We, we don't go below 500. And I'm not even saying that from some elitist, like it's never happened before, but it's literally happened four times, this being the fourth in the last, what? Doing my math correctly here? 50 years. 50 years, like 60 almost, almost 60 years. It's happened this year being the fourth time. It doesn't happen here. You know, I've seen comments on social media. Well, you know, everybody has an off year every now and then. No, we don't. That's the point. No, we don't. Carolina baseball, yeah, we have years we don't go to Omaha. We have years we don't make the Supers. Nobody's asking to do that every single season. But going below 500? Going below 500? The fact that Mark Kingston would even, would even, would even fathom trying to justify that, he should be fired for that alone. He should be fired for that alone. 
And then fans trying to act like it's okay. Oh, well, you know, you just sometimes you just have a bad year. Dude, just stop watching baseball because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It doesn't happen for Carolina baseball, man. It doesn't. It doesn't. So, again, you can make every excuse in the book. And, guys, if you'd have won your midweek games, if you'd have taken a game against Clemson, you know, you'd have finished with 32 wins or so. Same SEC record. You'd have finished with 32 SEC wins or so. And, you know, maybe I'd give you a little more sympathy and like, yeah, well, you lost two or three starters in the weekend rotation and you played a lot of freshmen. But losing those midweeks, finishing dead last in hitting, Tenth or worse than every statistical category. It's a failing grade. I mean, it's it's it goes without saying. And anyone else, whether they be player, coach, parent, fan, analyst, anyone else, hear my sound, the sound of my voice. Hear the sound of my voice. Anyone out there who tells you this season was a complete and utter failure. Anyone who tells you it was not a complete and utter failure, you should not listen to their opinion anymore in regards to counter baseball. Flat out. Flat out. Because as DJ Swearinger came on my show a few years ago and talked about South kind of football, how, how the culture had been lost, something had been lost along the way, if you're talking that nonsense and you're not giving this season an F and you're trying to make excuses, somewhere you got lost. Somewhere along the way, the, the, the expectations and the standards and the culture, something got lost in translation for you. And you cannot be trusted. Flat out. Flat out. So guess what? It's out of my control, man. If Mark Kingston's retained... What can I do about it? What can we do? But let's not pretend like this previous season was anything other than an F, which stands for a complete and utter fucking disaster. Let's not pretend otherwise, because it was. Because it was. I don't give a damn what excuses you got. Anyways, guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Pitching, hitting, fielding, coaching, and the overall grades. How would you grade the 2022 baseball season? And I tell you what, I think you guys are going to be more harsh than me, if it's even possible. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments, guys, on social media, what have you. Um, again, pitching, hitting, fielding, coaching, and overall grade. How would you grade the 2022 baseball season? Like I said, guys, on Monday's show, on a little bit of a lighter note, I will hand out awards for the 2022 baseball season. I know you're saying, Chris, what are you talking about? Who can get awards? There were some guys, there are some guys who are deserving of those individual awards. So I want to make sure they are recognized accordingly. Um, guys, before we get out of here really quickly, exciting news on Thursday, dropping in regards to South Carolina football as the first three kickoff times have been announced. The Gamecocks will open with a night game at Williams-Brice Stadium against Georgia State, a 7 30 kickoff, then travel week two to Arkansas to take on the Razorbacks in a noon game at their place, and then a return home to take on the Georgia Bulldogs in week three, a noon 
kickoff, which that one is the most shocking. Georgia, a noon game. I know we were all hoping for the night game. I was hoping for the night game, not just for the atmosphere, but for the tailgate. Um, Arkansas being at noon, I like that. I like that as the road team. I like it to noon. And, of course, you love opening up the season and a night game at Willie B. Going to be one hell of a time. But, uh, you know, should be a lot of fun. Can these possibly change? We'll see, especially that Georgia game. But uh, it sounds like they're pretty much set in stone. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I don't know, guys. I hate Georgia being at noon. Uh, I really thought the Gamecocks would at least get that 3.30 slot, if not the night game. But uh, ESPN, I guess, had other plans. So Gamecocks, again, officially Georgia State 7.30 at Arkansas at noon. And then we'll take on the Georgia Bulldogs. Week three at Willie B, a noon kick. I'm sure it'll be good and hot at Williams-Rice Stadium. So be sure you drink a lot of water. Heck, you might as well start drinking water right now to get ready for that um anyways guys appreciate you all tuning in that's going to do it all for me would love to hear your thoughts on everything we just mentioned again really excited to go in this to into this memorial day weekend i hope you guys have a lot of fun stay safe out there and again podcast will drop on monday at the secu content the secu podcast tuesday thursday as i mentioned at the top of the show and yeah we'll continue to rock and roll guys uh, just a couple of days left in may and then we get to june and we get in the peak off season and before you know it we're beginning to break down and preview the 2022 football season. Very excited for that. Again, guys, I want to say thank you all so much for the continued love and support. Thank you guys for making this yet another successful week. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Have a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend, guys. Y'all take care, and we will talk to you on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.